We're back. We're back. This We're is, back. This is the You Are What You've Seen podcast. I is think, it? I, I think it is. I feel like I've been on the show enough to be able to introduce it. I think that's very that. fair. Yeah. Especially can. the emergency Star Wars podcast, which I've... Well, these are is, your special. Is this the third one? Or is this the... Which emergency are we talking about? Because they've all technically been emergencies, but... <laughs> That's true. That's true. We did have some real-life emergencies with the Last Jedi trailer. That was a real emergency. Was... Okay, there have been two before this. There was the, the Last Jedi trailer... And the and, Han Solo? And the Han Solo movie, which I want to say we did with a... We did that with Jedi. Is yeah. That, right? that was about the same time? I all think right. it was around the same time. Regardless, this is actually an emergency because... Right, because it was... We watched Return of the Jedi and we did Han Solo mm-hmm. together. That's right. So that was a duo. That was a duo. But, uh... So, hot news out of the Star Wars universe. So hot! The galaxy far, far away. Another directorial shakeup. Today, uh, being September 12th, which is exactly one week from the day that uh, Lucas Films and, uh, was it, I don't know, September they announced 12th. things through Disney? Never forget. September 12th. Um, but on September 5th, they announced uh, through Star Wars or Disney or I don't know who. who Somebody who, said Kathleen it. Kathleen Kennedy. I yeah, she assume. was just like, Colin Trevorrow is out for Star Wars 9. We don't know who's going to replace him yet. Yep. One week later, come One today, we saw on the internet, so we know it's real, and John predicted it, actually. The, so you, you probably so weren't the only person to predict no, it. No, I couldn't have been. But, but uh, September 5th was the day that you announced it. You texted me at 523, which I would imagine was around the time. That had to have been like, It was when like it right happened. when it came out, because I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Thank that, you. Because we've been talking about it, like how we were just like, I don't know about Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, we talked about that on the last one. Yeah. With just his questionable track record. Book Jurassic. of Henry was, I mean, I don't know if that movie had come out yet, but it turned out to be a total bust. Yeah. It got really bad reviews. It lost a ton of money. Yep. And now, one week later, they've replaced him with J.J. Abrams, director of The Force Awakens, and now Star Wars Episode Nine as well. The untitled uh, finale to the sequel trilogy. Yeah, so you texted me about 5.20, and I think that was... J.J. Abrams was the first name that came to my head. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if it was... I mean, I... I, I was pulling for George Lucas. I was like, <laughs> let's go all the way. Let's just... Let's let him just do what he wants to do. Screw it. But I think the the right choice was made here. Yeah, and it... I mean, that was... You know, when they announced that Trevorrow was out, the, it, for me it was either Ryan Johnson coming back... Yeah. ...or J.J., but I think there are a lot of ways to look at this move. Uh, the... I think, you know, there's kind of, like, two sides of the coin on... Right. If you were to look at this in a negative sense, it's another another fuck-up, another bad... Yeah. But, you know, again, this one is, you know, at a least lot it's, further out. They haven't even started pre-production. They're, they're rewriting the whole script. They mm-hmm. are not in the middle of shooting like how they were with the Han Solo movie yeah. and replacing with Ron Howard. Right. And, you know, you're looking at it that way, uh, you know, it's it's good because you're cutting it at the root, so to speak, even though he was announced as the director more than two years ago. It was in yeah. 2015. In August 2015, they announced I think Trevorrow. they announced all, like, 
those three and maybe the Han Solo directors around the same around time. Around the same yeah. time, I think they went all out and were like, "These are the directors for the next five movies." Mm-hmm. But and uh, yeah, so again, you know, looking at it optimistically, you know, I think regardless of what you know qualms you may have had with the force awakens it was nothing if not extremely successful it worked it fired on all cylinders it may have it been, was a safe play it may have been retread you yeah know, or, you mean the force awakens was a safe play i think uh, yeah I, I it was a re- it was basically a remake uh-huh. you know i mean if you watch it and you watch episode four all the beats are basically the same. It's it's a very similar movie. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it, there's a couple things that are that are that it makes it its own, but it's very yeah. much like a hey, remember this? Yeah. You know, kind of like the South Park guy I, said with the member berries. Yeah. You know. I, <laughs> I remember when they announced Abrams for the Force Awakens, which had to have been in probably 2000. 13? Yeah, it was probably. it was a ways before It, it had to have been yeah. at least two years before. I'd say around two years before. I don't know when Lucas sold. Was it 2012 oh, was, or 2011? Yeah, 2012, 2011. Yeah. So I'd imagine they announced him in 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember my first thought. I mean, there were there with that one, there were a number of names floated. I remember, uh, what's the guy? Brad Bird was was yeah. a guy who was attached to it. Even Ron Howard was... Yeah. Again, maybe I, I could be making that one up. But there were a number of names... But J- when once you know, it J- I mean J.J. Abrams have just made so much sense. Like right. I was thinking about this with regards to this one and how I felt when they announced that he was uh, doing the Force Awakens. He he's bought up a lot of goodwill. You know. Yeah. I mean he with. I feel like it's in good hands now. Right. And you know. So it it that's the whole kind of the whole balance for me is it between good hands and safe hands. You know. Yeah. Because. On one hand, I feel like giving the, you know, kind of for the, the home stretch, giving it to the guy who started the whole story, I think is it's going to make for a more, if not satisfying, if more complete. Yeah. In terms of just a vision. Because but, at least he'll know what his intention was as a director going into the initial story of these people. Right. And, I mean, you can't tell me that he didn't have any idea what was going to happen at the end of the third one. I, I mean, part of me was even, you know, like maybe they won't hire him to direct. Maybe he'll just write it. Yeah. Because he has expressed, I remember, uh, I think it was after the second Star or maybe it was, no, it had to have been after... I remember after Star the f- Wars, he was saying, you know, I don't want to do franchises anymore because he had done, you know, those two Star Trek movies and those two Star and that yeah. Star Wars movie. And all jokes aside, think about that in terms of just day by day. That's a long yeah. time to be doing those movies because, th- I mean, that's you know, Star Wars Force Awakens came out in fifteen. That's when it was over, and he must have started that first Star Trek mo- first Star Trek movie in like you know two thousand ten. Yeah, you know, that's a long. I mean, he's been that's doing a long time to just while. be doing things that aren't original that aren't original things. They're you know? not your content, Because even really. if you look back at his whole, his, you know, mainstream, not included, because he's done a billion TV shows, but, yeah. you know, kind of forgetting that. Um, I think he was liking the, doing the Cloverfield stuff. Right, you know? the, the Cloverfield stuff and Super 8, those are projects that were his. Yeah. Cinematic projects that were his, and it was, you know, I always, I was, you know, as a fan of, you know, those two things in particular, Cloverfield and Super 8, and you know, just the kind of good, like I said, the goodwill that he had bought yeah. up. I was excited to see what he was going to do next. I would, and I was thinking, you know, over the last couple months, that you know he hadn't announced anything that was his 
Yeah, and I didn't. You know, I didn't. I think he was produce. He's producing another Cloverfield uh-huh. movie. They said at this point, you know, another. That's kind another. Of that's another thing that kind of bought up some goodwill for me. Yeah. Was the, what was the new one? Twelve thirty. Oh, uh, Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, or was whatever. Great. Yeah, that, that movie was, was awesome. But again, so going back to the whole, you know, safe hands versus, you know, safe hands and you know the right way to do it. It's yeah. also, I think, and we to me the big theme of the directorial choices in these movies has been you're cut you're you're giving you're giving it like safe you know safe hands you know yeah it's, it's third and one and you're handing it off to the fullback yeah you're not instead throwing of, you know to sh- wrestle taking Wilson a shot, style you're taking you know? out taking a shot downfield <laughs> yeah so again another thing we've talked about a lot with i think the sequel trilogy the sequels more so than perhaps the originals is that there's just so much money behind these, and I feel like yeah. this is all I say when we're on these podcasts is that there's so much money that well, people can, have invested in these movies because this movie is going to have include you know these movies including, including advertising ads, probably three hundred million oh you know four or five hundred million yeah I, I mean there's a lot riding on the success of these movies for these you know Hollywood power brokers and. And I mean, just Disney alone, I mean, they've restructured their theme parks to be Star Wars based. You know, a lot they're pretty much restructuring their whole brand to be like Marvel and Star Wars based. Yeah. And they're about to launch their own um like Netflix Streaming. type thing, you know, and they're gonna own all this content and they want it to be stuff they don't wanna make another prequel. They're you know, they don't about they don't a home run. Exactly. They they, just, they want a broad home run. And that's why they come in with guys, they've replaced you know, for the Han Solo movie, they went with a tried and true Ron Howard. A vet. You know, a veteran, a guy that has made major franchise movies, has made, a you know, a lot of over extreme. 30 years, you know, and J.J. Abrams, same thing. He, in the last 15 years, he's made a ton of franchise films. He's had some of the biggest television shows on TV, mm-hmm. you know, in TV history with Lost and, you know, different things like that. I mean, and now that he did the original, or not the, the original, Awakens. The Force Awakens, uh, which launched this whole thing off, I, I mean, because they're probably not going to do another trilogy for another 10 or 15 years. No, uh, yeah. I they, mean, that's what well, they no. kind of said, is I, that... Yeah, well, they, they say that. Yeah, they say I, that. I don't, I mean, I don't buy it. I really don't. I don't think it'll be that long. But it again, it's, you know, all these big power brokers and you're... Yeah. And on, on the, you know... On the from the perspective of someone, well, Trevorrow was a terrible choice. I knew. I I don't. You know, to... he had. I mean, Jurassic World was a hit, but it sucked. But it wasn't a great movie. No, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't like even a, the first time I saw it. I remember in theaters, I was like, "That was really cool." The T Rex was cool. The Raptors were cool. But it, it wasn't something that stuck with me. I, re- I was, saw uh, it again on HBO, and I didn't even get through it. Because I was, was just like, oh, yeah, I already saw the cool effects. I, I remember when they announced uh, that he was directing Jurassic World. I mean, that had opened four years ago now. I was excited because I really liked his... I don't know if it was the first feature he ever did, but Safety Not Guaranteed was really good. Yeah. But Everything about Jurassic World really like turned me the wrong way, yeah. and I remember when they announced that. And now uh, with Book of Henry doing as bad as it did, yeah, ev- I feel like everyone who is kind of watching these movies where where you're online getting the updates, you like the certain Facebook pages, or you follow the certain Twitter accounts, or you go on the different forums and you're looking into this stuff. The word has been for a while that everyone 
is worried was worried about Colin Trevorrow. They yeah, were like I mean, not stoked about him having the finale of this part of the saga in his hands. Yeah, because and, it was untrustworthy. Right, because he was again, he was the writer, he was the director, and I don't know. I mean, I I would be I can't imagine. And not that. to mention, the whole thing had a giant curveball thrown to it too with with Carrie, with Carrie Fisher dying. Yeah. So it, now there's because I I heard. Their thoughts were that The Force Awakens was going to be a Han movie, then The Last Jedi, a, a Luke, Luke movie, movie, and then they were going to do the the ninth one was kind of kind of be like a Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, General Leia movie, mm-hmm. you know? So I think her going out, and now they've officially said that she's going to kind of go out on screen. I, I saw that online. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, that she's going to go that. out on screen in The Last Jedi um, it, it switches up the whole story wow. of what they initially kind of projected. What, were there reshoots on The Last Jedi? I, don't uh, I think, well, all, all the big blockbusters do I mean, they do reshoots, reshoots, but I'm just, is it, is it, if it would have been Rogue One level reshoots, we would have known, like, yeah, we wouldn't it, have It wasn't known. a story of reshoots. Like, everything does reshoots, yeah. but it wasn't like they had to rewrite the story. I mean, I feel like they still stuck to... A th- whatever whatever direction they were initially on, whatever thread they were on, they're still on that thread. But it might have they might have cut off a branch and had to switch it up for the ninth film, which is why they're rewriting the whole thing now yeah. with JJ and Chris Terrio. You Chris said Chris Terrio. I was just gonna mention Chris Terrio. The yeah, you wouldn't tell me the movies that he'd written, but you looked co-writer. disgusted on your face. Co- <laughs> your, your face did not say good things. No. Uh, so yeah, Chris Terrio is the co-writer of uh, episode, the yet to be titled episode nine, and uh, so I had never heard of him before. Yeah, uh, I don't as know you had is. not heard of him no. either, and I was kind of surprised. Well, well um, what's his name? Um, Kasdan said after Han Solo he's done but uh, I was kind of surprised that it wasn't an Abrams collaborator like even I mean I know that would make a lot of people really butthurt but you know like Damon Lindelof or something yeah. I, I was just surprised it wasn't a name that I had recognized in terms of the, the, the Abrams verse of his yeah. sphere of you know like the um, who else oh god what's the guy's name um, Hans Zimmer John Williams. No, the, the, these are all music guys. <laughs> these are all music guys. You have like Van. Yeah, Van Morrison. Hold on, uh, I'm uh, I'm looking up this guy's name because it's really, really, really bugging me. Uh, Rob, Roberto Orchi and Alex Kurtzman are the two that I couldn't think of. Off right, them, right. They, they were the very. They were very involved with the Star Trek movies. Okay. They, I think they either had co-writing credits on both. The ones yeah. that he directed or were producers. I'm not a big Star Trek guy, so I didn't. I liked the second one more. I didn't like second the first one. Really I good, thought the yeah. second one was good, though. Edge of Darkness or something. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, In Star Trek Into Darkness. But, into, into Darkness. But without getting too far off the Chris Terrio path, he has uh, his big, his three or his two big uh, so far movies that have been released that he has been a writer on. Argo. He has an Academy Award. That one best... Uh, Argo, one fuck best. yourself. Yes, that mm-hmm. one. And uh, that he has an Academy Award for that, for best adapted screenplay. Good news. All right. His other one is Batman versus Superman. Oh, shit. <laughs> that I was, like that movie. No, you no, don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody could... I was in that movie. It's an extra. Did you know that? 
that doesn't that's mean a you fun like you it. are what you've seen fact yeah, that you guys... they shot they shot that or they shot that or I know they shot a lot of Man of Steel um in West Chicago which like yeah. down the street from they Oregon. shot a lot of a lot of the outside shots were of Metropolis uh, were yeah of Metropolis were here in Chicago as well in in both those movies they're both but, uh, they're just each one well the second is worse than the first and he is also. Uh, has a producing credit and is a writer on uh, on Justice League, the one that is coming out in okay. November that has no one talking about. It's yeah. Well, they replaced the director in that, too. Right? Yeah. All these big, gigantic franchise movies. Well, that was... That was different. That's Zach different. Zack Snyder had a family issue. Uh, who took over? Someone good took over. Um, they did the same... Uh, it's the uh, Avengers guy. A similar play, Joss Whedon. It's yeah, the, It's Joss the Whedon. same... Yeah. I don't want to say it's the same play from DC, but it's a very similar play in terms of going with a guy who has a proven track record. Yeah, it's like doing oh, the you, same You movie. made the Avengers... Come finish do the uh, same Justice thing, League, but with darker. We don't want to tell you to do the same thing, but like make it different, but with the familiar feel. We're not telling you that Batman is Iron Man, or uh, yeah. <laughs> let's not let's not let's say not, that. Yeah, let's not say that Superman is Captain is, America. Yeah, exactly. But they're but you know, let's think about it. Their colors schemes <laughs> different yet familiar. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's different. a good point. Yeah, You're right. They're the same. Uh, but yeah, again, this just this. It becomes to me a matter of you know talking bigger themes that you know we're well. This I'm kind of glad that that movie kind of came up because it's another. I mean, obviously, circumstances are different with the reshoots on Batman or on uh, the Justice League and horrible, yeah. re- horrible. But uh, it's again, it's a very similar idea in that. You kind of make a risky move, and you know you're not sure how it's going to pan out, and you have all this money. I mean, this Batman versus Superman, I'm sure, is going to have four hundred million dollar budget. Oh yeah, and you, these people, you know, they want to return, and it becomes a matter. And I, I mean, I, that I, movie, it did well, but it didn't do that well. Like no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. A, I'm not even sure if it made a billion dollars. But again, it's yeah. this whole thing. It's you know, you're there is something being sacrificed in just the name of making these successful movies. And one thing that I always said, and I, again, I feel like I'm just saying the same thing over again, but I think it's something that people don't think about with these movies is that, you know, the, the force awakens. I like on a personal level, I liked it, but my whole, my first takeaway from it, walking out of the theater, the first time I saw it was that the force awakens was a more successful movie than it was a great movie. Yeah. In terms of no, just think, hitting all the cues, yeah. hitting all the right merchandising marks, right. hitting all the, the, the pacing, and it was it was just... Uh, it kind of... Honestly, The Force Awakens is in the bottom half for me as far as Star Wars movies go. Like, it's... It, there's, a, there's a good amount that stands in front of it, I think. Yeah, and I mean, to me, it... And something that I've been really thinking about lately in terms of, you know, the way I've been consuming media, bringing back to the seen thing, is the whole, you know, the band that I've been into a lot lately is the Grateful Dead. And I've been, you know, I was listening to the, I was listening to a lot of their music. And then um, this, a new single by Beck came out. And Beck's one of my all-time favorite artists. And it's a very pop song. It's very, it's very, you know, it, it's it's you know one a lot of the articles I was reading I was like yeah. Beck releases radio friendly song and it's three minutes and ten seconds long mm-hmm. and I was listening to it and 
I was just like, fuck, it was like so good. I was just, yeah. God damn it. And then I'm listening, you know, I've been listening to it a lot in the last couple of days and I'm like, right. Because it, it just hit, there's a formula behind the yeah. way that, you know, the, the chorus is echoed before, or, you know, the, the same kind of beats are hit before the chorus and there's the, the hand, there's a lot of hand clapping yeah. and it's got this, you know, big juicy riff in the beginning and it's got a big, big chorus. And I'm thinking, you know, I mean, and I think it's cool that, I mean, there's definitely an art to making something like that, yeah. to making that perfect three minute, you know, three minute, 10 second pop song, that perfect three act movie. Oh yeah. But at the same time there to me, and I mean, I go through kind of ups and downs with this, particularly with music, which I would say is my, my bigger, you know, area of interest than movies even. Yeah. And it, I go through ups and downs and one, you know, one end I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And it's like, that a song can make you feel that way, but on the other hand, I'm always, I, I'm at the point where it just doesn't really doesn't really interest me so much anymore. I, I mean, I hate the word interest. I, it doesn't really compel me so much. Well, you see the you see the matrix of it. That's the, that's yeah. the problem is you know how the frogs dissected. That's they say that about jokes too about comedy. Like yeah. if if once you know comedy and you see the way that jokes are done and you know the formula it's like I'm watching what you're doing with the pacing and, yeah. and you're in your hiding oh, a punchline sure. over here and you're revealing it in a certain way to yeah. where you're making me image something and imagine something and then you switch it and it, it's the same thing where you know with movies making too with all I guess art it's, to a certain it, extent it's reliable because, like you're saying with jokes, there's a formula. There's, yeah. There is a there are, are notes that you hit, and if you hit them, they will resonate with a lot of people. Like I've even I've in my own act that I do, I've realized that sometimes I'll have jokes that are the same structure, and I can't put those two next to each other because the audience had just seen that joke. So yeah. it's literally almost the same joke, but it's just different. I'm putting in different notes. Right, and it's the same thing with so these I, movies. So I have to I have to separate them, and I have to like put them at different parts of my act because I'm like, oh, I just did that, and they just saw that reveal, and they laughed. But if I do that similar joke right next to it, it won't do as well than if I push it down the line maybe two or three jokes later because then they won't be they they won't they'll they'll be framed differently in their mind. Yeah, you know. And so it's the same with films. That's why there's a screenplay the, structure, yeah. Yeah. you know? And kind of sort of the bounce off that, what you were just saying in, in terms of separating these things with similar similar, uh, similar uh, structures is that maybe, maybe that this upcoming one, The Last Jedi, is a bit of a curveball. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, it... I'm not going to say it doesn't have you know, a three-act structure because it's yeah. going to have a three-act oh, yeah. structure. But maybe there is enough that is that leaves you wanting more – or enough that leaves people angry yeah. and, and like positive anger and that – you know, because that's the thing about the the last – or the, the Force Awakens is that I, I didn't leave with a lot of questions. It was just like, oh, who are Ray's parents? Like that's yeah. not – that's not a particularly compelling question no. to ask. And – I, I, one thing I kind of hope from this movie is that people are upset with what happens, but can acknowledge that it's well done. Yeah. And I think that the last Jedi you're and, saying? yeah, the last Jedi. Okay. And I think that, I think that could happen. I, and to me, that that's what I want out of this movie is I want, I don't, I don't want to just be happy with it. I, yeah. I, I want to feel things about it. And again, you know, it's to like, me, how much can you feel about a movie that's going to be this with mm-hmm. so many people making it so scientifically made but I'm hoping though, like I said 
is that I always love this direction, the, the pick of director from right. day one. And I am hoping that I, I leave the theater feeling a little bit empty in, in a good way. Yeah. You know? For me, The Last Jedi, I said this a couple months ago when we were doing our Star Wars, like going through all the movies and kind of breaking them down. Because I'm an Empire Strikes Back person. That's my favorite Star Wars movie. I I just love it so much. I think it's perfect. And then I feel like The Last Jedi is really the only chance they have to maybe rival that film. Yeah. As far as... You know, even making new Star Wars movies and stuff like that. Because the thing with this movie is it's going to be darker. Just from the previews alone, you're going to see some darker backstory. It seems like we're going to get more into the mythology of the Jedi and see why they were so wrong and why they messed up. You know, kind of Luke lost his faith kind of deal. Um, Which I think, you know, you're bringing back in Luke's arc, which is very important. Because honestly, the reason... the Return of the Jedi sucks so bad is because Luke's arc got completely lost. Yeah. It really... He... It all Most of the way he changed happened between the two movies. Yeah. And he was a totally different character when the Return of the Jedi started. And now we're seeing him, and he seems like a, a broken man, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, just from the little bit I've seen from, you know, the one-minute preview that we've all seen. But... I think it, it all has to do with him, really. I the new characters are whatever for me at yeah. this point. I hope they I hope they become more compelling. I hope we get some stuff with Kylo that's compelling, and and Ray is one thing. Uh, I, I want to say was uh, I think I, I know I, I know I tagged you in it was that that New York Times uh, piece about Ryan Johnson, and he said a lot of things about Kylo Ren that I thought were. Uh, and you know we're heading in the right direction yeah and that you know he i want i'm i'm paraphrasing it but he was saying that uh that he wasn't that kylo ren isn't like darth vader at least in the beginning where he's a vision of absolute evil yeah and that you know and in this in this latin the force awakens he kind of was a little bit but i think i definitely think we're gonna i definitely think we're gonna get a lot of that and uh I don't know what I... I think we're talking in the last one about what we're predicting is going to happen in The Last Jedi, and I think I said that I think Kylo's going to kill Luke. Yeah. Or something like that, or Kylo's going to kill someone. Yeah, my cousin... And it's going to be a... And I think... Again, I'll I'll revise my prediction. Maybe this isn't revising at all. I think Kylo's going to kill Luke, but it's going to be... And that's the ending... That's what I want to say. I think that'd be cool if that's what happened. I, think I don't know how a- they kill off Luke in this one because Leia does die you now. Yeah, like you know, so it's kind of like maybe. They and don't. we all are we all are already going to this mo- into this movie knowing Leia is going to die, which is interesting. Well, do we know? We don't know that. Well, their care she her, she's dead in real life. Like, what are they going to do? They said they're not going to CGI her. Yeah. They, you know, I mean, there has to be some kind of finality to her arc in this movie. I think I was reading something that was kind of maybe like a little bit macabre about the about the whole uh, Leia situation. Like, what if it's just the the title the title crawl of nine is just Princess Leia died in a you know a, a <laughs> board like a just a yeah. crash. Like it was there was nothing behind it. She, yeah, it was just. In, you know, like in that way, like episode nine just becomes like a what is life thing. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be kind of funny. Yeah, that would be very. 
nihilistic of them, which I'm cool with. What is the, yeah, what is the meaning if they <laughs> yeah. could just all die in a place? Just a in between freak, movies? And like, she's gonna God die, damn it. She's going to die in a freak gasoline fight accident. That's my prediction for in the crawl of nine. So like episode be, nine, yeah. you know, the 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 future, uh, the, the blank of the blank. Yes. Yeah. General Leia has died in a freak gasoline fight accident. <laughs> it's like the, the rebellion is in, ta- you know. Yeah. The First Order, you know, seizing on the opportunity is mm-hmm. made made leeways into, you know, the galaxy. Yeah. Just because of a, and it's all just. And then 30 years later, they'll actually make a movie out of the first line of the crawl. Like they did with Rogue One. Yeah, but it's gonna it's gonna be like an anime movie. Yeah, on no, Netflix no, no. Mm-hmm. on this on the Disney, on the streaming, Disney streaming channel. The anime about Princess Leia dying exactly. in a gasoline fight accident. Well, that's the the whole Leia dying thing is it's interesting going into the film because it's kind of the last time I remember like a major franchise where it's like you knew this character can't go on was the Joker in Dark Knight. Yeah, you know, like you you knew Heath Ledger was dead, and you're like. So that must mean the Joker's story ends here, and they didn't know if they were going to revise him for the the next one, but they ended up pushing that movie ten years down the line with Dark Knight Rises. It ended up being a ten-year space in between Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, which will be interesting to see what they do with Nine, if they do do a time jump, or they... Because apparently The the Last Jedi starts right where The Force Awakens ends. We've talked about that before. So... um, Oh, wow, that... That well, yeah. I mean, do they do a time jump? I mean, between episode one and two was ten years. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that could be a a, a device used to just kind of unceremoniously end Leia. Yeah. It, you know, what if it starts with her funeral or something? No, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. I don't That'd know. Be- yeah, it'd be kind of sappy, but. I don't know. It's interesting, though, to think... Because just because this one is starting right on the edge of the last one doesn't mean The Last Jedi has to do that. Oh, or, no, I mean, not uh, at all. Episode 9 has to do that. They could do, you know, a 5 to 10 year time jump, and all of a sudden, you know, Rey's in a different place, Kylo's in a different place, you know, Finn is a general now or something. I mean, I don't know. Oh, how, that, how was another, that was another thing that I meant to mention earlier that I... Again... And it, I think it was sort of, uh, I don't want to say, I'm trying to pick the right word, not rewarding, but it kind of made me happy. I was, re- I don't know if it was in that New York Times article that I sent you about, um, about Ryan Johnson or if it mm-hmm. was, about, it was in the Variety article about Trevorrow being uh, booted. Yeah. And it was basically, I, I want to say it was, I don't remember which one said it, but it doesn't really matter. And it was, yeah. it was like, does, is there a, is there a timeline of all the characters that you are just you have to reach, yeah. You know what I mean? Is there a conclusion that you have to reach about these characters? Right. And uh, they all and God, I don't remember if it was Trevorrow. It doesn't again. It doesn't matter. And they said no, and that they had free range to do whatever they wanted. Yeah. And uh, you know, like that's a you know a little bit of sweetness in terms of you know giving the directors any auton as much autonomy as you can. Yeah. With these productions, and I again. I'll I'll leave that on a more hopeful note. I would say, no. yeah. I hope I I'm happy to. I mean, if we're coming to the end here, I, I'm happy that it is J.J. Abrams. You know, I I think it's a safe play, but I also think it's a good play. Like Force Awakens, it was a great launch pad for this next series of Star Wars films and Star Wars content. And I don't think 
I don't because the the thing is is like I said before I didn't like the original Star Trek that he did. Um, I didn't like that first one because I'm not a big Star Trek guy, but I thought it was very formulaic. I thought I'd seen stuff before in it. You know, oh, really? Yeah, I thought so. I I, I kind of predicted what was happening in it as I was oh, watching you mean it with the time loops, with the time loops and yeah, stuff. But I thought that was so important that he did that. Yeah. I don't know. It was I don't, honestly I don't remember the movie much because I only saw it the one time okay. and I didn't like it and I because I predicted it as it came in and I didn't think the bad guy was that good. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I thought it was just like he kind of got lost in the storyline. It's like why is this guy so bad? But uh, then, uh, but I, what I'm saying is I liked the second one a lot more. I really liked the second one, Into Darkness, and I'm thinking well, it's because it's not it's not a pilot. So exactly, much, you know? that's and what I mean. He can take more chances, and he can. And since this will be kind of a closing, a it. closing end to it, um, it's interesting that we're talking about nine, and we haven't even seen eight yet. You yeah. know, like we're already speculating on what's going to happen in nine, and we don't even know what twists and, and turns again, are coming. Again, from it's you know, it's I think talking about you know, and obviously we're. I, there are people who are way bigger fans of this yeah. than we are. I'm not saying that I'm not a big fan. I'm not saying that you're not a big fan. Yeah. Because no. we're recording a fucking podcast about it. But... <laughs> yeah. No, but, you know, it, I think this whole thing, it kind of speaks to how just how big it is. Yeah. And how, you know, even... There's so much speculation. I mean, just type in into YouTube, like, Star Wars 8 spoilers, or Star Wars 9, uh, you know, to Star Wars 9 spoilers. There's... There's, like, total fan channels dedicated to making a Star Wars video, like, every week about speculation about these movies. I mean, it's insane. It's just, it's so much speculation and people looking into different nooks and crannies and trying to find what little Easter eggs. Mean? What does this mean? Dude, how many hours? You know, this is just a... This is is a, Jar Jar being Snoke? This like, is an honest just, question. <laughs> how many, how many hundreds of hours of YouTube videos are there that are based only only on the scene in The Force Awakens when Rey gets Luke's lightsaber. Oh my god. That's probably... The, that, yeah. The whole... There's more conspiracy theory videos on that than there is 9-11. You know? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean... Yeah. 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 No, but there... I, mean, <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Well, I it mean, is 9-12, so 9-11's on my mind. Tower 7, what happened? We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. No. We'll never know. Where do, where's Sadler when we need him? That's... Oh, I'm over here. Um, I'm over here. Oh, I just came back from working at Happy Camper. It was great. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap at four in the afternoon again. Oh, okay, Matt. Okay, Matt. Whatever yeah. you say, dude. Okay. We need to Skype him in for one of these things at some point. Well, he's going to be in town uh, next week. Oh, yeah? Or wait. Was this supposed to be today? Oh my god, he's I think he's in town this week. <laughs> Shit. Um, oh fuck. Well, well, we just recorded without you. All right, Matt. Well, it was unfortunate that we never got to see you again. Yeah. You're going the way of Princess Leia. That's it. You're dead. All right. <laughs> All right. There'll be an uh, Is there going to be another emergency before? There has to because there's got to be a They've only done a teaser trailer. They haven't That's done true. a full-length next trailer. Next time there's a trailer. So next time there's a full-length trailer. Plus, we still have to do The Force Awakens. Yeah, let's do that closer to the... Uh, yeah, we'll do that closer like to December. November. November, we'll do The Force Awakens. And then... Because and you want it. Everyone wants it. Everyone wants this. Everyone 
who is at this point in this podcast yeah. is going to listen to the next one. And That's I'll just give how it works. SoundCloud another fifteen dollars to keep oh, hosting shit. My, <laughs> my podcast. SoundCloud. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Hopefully I don't know. not. I think they got some investors. Who who lasts longer? Uh Chris Terrio or SoundCloud? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud. <laughs> Sorry, Chris Terrio. Go, Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs>